it's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Miss Heather. Woohoo. All right. You know what? What? Um, we are in good company as um, women. Yes. Believe it or not. I saw something that I um, copied and pasted um, as an article that I wanted to share with you. So I'm going to start the show right off the bat with a... Tell me what these countries have in common. I hate it when you do this to me. <laughs> I hate the, this whole lead, and I'm like, oh, she's going to do something that I don't know what's happening yet. And now you're going to ask me a question. I gave, right. you, I gave you a big hint. I gave you a big hint. Okay. 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 These countries, what do they have in common? Germany, mm-hmm. Taiwan, mm-hmm. New Zealand, Iceland, Finland, Norway, and Denmark. Um, they're all not here. (laughs) (laughs) They're in a different part of the world. They are in a different part of the world. They are in a different part. They're in a different mentality for leadership. Okay. They also have all, um, had commendable coronavirus responses. Okay. And they are all led by leader, by women. Oh, they all have I feel female like I should have got that leaders. I feel like I should have got that. But you know what? I just got all like pricked up and on edge as soon as you <laughs> opened with we're in good company. I'm like, oh, she's going to challenge me on something. She's going to. Yeah, no. I, I just it was a total low ball. I, well, it was softball. You know, I sometimes when I when you don't open clear so that I know what's <laughs> happening, I just start to panic internally. Because you do this to me a lot. You gotta relax. It's always fine. <laughs> I'm never. I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. So, um, from Iceland to Taiwan, from Germany to New Zealand, women are stepping up to show the world how to get stuff done. They are all um, revealing that women have what it takes when the heat rises and stuff hits the fan, like the coronavirus. They have um, some of the best responses to, like, flattening the curve and all of that. And they are all countries run by women. You know, I actually really like that. And I I didn't know that. I did know about Germany, but I didn't know for a lot of these other places that you said. Mm -hmm. And it was probably just a couple months ago. It was before coronavirus, but not too far before coronavirus. I 
kind of jumped on like a soapbox and lost my mind for a minute and went Mm -hmm. on a rant about how I thought that my job should be like mother to the world (laughs) and that I should get all of these men in charge of countries together and be like, look, we're going to do it this way. And I was like, we really need a female in charge of the whole world. Like, I don't want to be the president. I want to be in charge of coordinating the efforts of the whole world because I think that a woman has a better chance at solving some of the broader issues of our globe. It is always confusing to me when people act like women aren't suited for world leadership. Like, what ma- what makes you think that, that women are not suited for world leadership? I mean, look at the temper tantrums happening across the globe every right. day. Uh-huh. I don't We're great it. at soothing temper tantrums. Seriously. And finding consensus. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, now, I know that we are about two months now into our quarantine. Two months too long. Seriously. <laughs> <sighs> and so um, families are finding more and more things to do um, to occupy themselves and entertain themselves. And if your house is a video game house like mine is. Now he is part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... If you have a Nintendo Switch, do y'all have a Nintendo Switch? No. Okay. We have every single type of gaming device. I can't even. I just can't. There's a game that I have been watching my family play, and I could not figure out what the point of this game was, but once it was explained to me, I thought it was really, really cute and fun. It's called Good Job. Have you heard of this game? No. Okay. In the, in the game Good Job, you are the boss's son. The boss's child, okay? And you've been given this job. You are totally incompetent. Well, you can kind of like choose. You can choose to be competent or not competent. But either way, they tell you, good job. (laughs) So you are the clumsy child of a CEO. You have to try to, um, you're going to end up climbing the corporate ladder because you're the boss's kid. But it's an office-themed puzzle, so you you have a task that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching my son and my husband play this game, mm-hmm. and they are creating complete chaos in this office. Like, <laughs> he has the job where you have to get, like, the AV projector from, like, the storage room to, like, the conference room. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just ridiculous, the mayhem that happens in between now is this game entirely fair i feel like as a ceo i wouldn't just promote my children i think i'd be harder on my children <laughs> well I, the ceo does not weigh in as far as i know i think that um the ceo may be in a very important conference call at the time and is unaware and he just assumes that his just child's assumes, doing a good job yeah, yeah. so my child is always doing a good job <laughs> your dog duties can vary from fixing the office's internet connection Mm-hmm. Or um, cleaning up some type of mess. Mm-hmm. Um, you might bump into your coworkers. You might knock over a priceless item or two. But as long as you get the job done, you've you done get a good, good job. job. <laughs> I love this game. Yeah. So you can actually try to be competent at your job and like go back and try to get like do things over again and get a higher like actually do like a better job and try to like climb the corporate ladder. Um, but at my house, it's just break as much as you can. It's just tomfoolery. Yeah, it is tomfoolery. <laughs> and that's a terrible word that I love. I love it too. <laughs> and so I'm watching this and at the end it says, good job. And I'm like, that was it. Why? That was not good. 
And <laughs> so my husband turns around. He's like, oh, no, you always do a good job. You're the boss's kid. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, I recommend that for um, some family quarantine fun. Um, have you played the duck game or the goose game? I think it's the goose game. I don't know ducks or geese. Okay. Well, this game, I, I'm not as familiar with this one, and it's it's been out for a while. Um, but it's a seriously calming and peaceful, relaxing game. I need that today. I've been very uptight. As well, you this noticed. game is, um, I'm going to have to look it up now and see if it's a duck or a goose but it, it takes place in a um, we're not hunting English. Are we? No, okay. it's nothing related to that. It takes, <laughs> I'm like, don't drop a bomb on me when you said I was going to be calm. No, it's a um, okay. Here it is. It's a is you're set in an English village, um, and you're a goose, and you get pranks that you have to do, and it's like stealing the gardener's keys. Oh, how cute! And it's like. You like um, the mayhem games. Yeah, but it's but this is like really um low level mayhem. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really just kind of um mischievous. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's really getting hurt. Um and then you have to like try to get on TV and like different things. It's fun. As a goose? As a goose, yeah. Um and I have no idea how you do the things because I I don't I'm just an observer but I recommend that also. It's called The Untitled Goose Game and it's on the Nintendo Switch. You know what? My family isn't really much of a game playing family. We oh, don't yeah. do a lot of board games, we don't do a lot of video games. We don't we don't do a lot of games. I feel like we need to up our game game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy board games. For me board games are like I, I used to think it was this hilarious joke to spell board games, B-O-R-E-D. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, because I just can't, my attention span is just not long enough for board games. And I just want to talk, you know, like. Right. I just want to chit chat. And so I cheat sometimes to try to. <laughs> You're a cheater? Well, I, oh. I wouldn't say I cheat. When, uh, you no, did. Okay. You just said you cheat. Yes, but I misspoke. What I really meant was I will purposely lose. Oh, to to end the game. Like I, I am competitive in so many ways. I can't ways. believe that you wouldn't just try to win real fast. No, I just want it over. Like win, go ahead and win, and be happy so we can be done with this. Mm-hmm. And so I will purposely lose the game. But you know what? As the game that you can't lose, you cannot purposely lose. What? Rock paper scissors. Oh yeah. I've tried to lose a game of rock paper scissors and end it already, and it's impossible. Hmm. That game goes on forever. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> it doesn't go on forever. It's just one, two, three, shoot. Like, that's it. It's over. Yeah, but you keep going, at least at my house. Why? You keep going. Because. I mean, you won. Because it's we over. do. <laughs> because we do. That's how we do it. <laughs> All right, whatever. I do also have um, up today, I'm, I'm kind of excited because I'm sheepishly excited. Sheepishly excited? Hmm. Last weekend. I went out. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna confide in us. Maybe I have a true confession. It's time for a true confession. You are forgiven, my child. Bless her heart. I discovered what product I cannot apparently live without and am willing to break my quarantine to go get. 
Is it hummus? It was hummus. I thought so because we sent each other a lot of Marco Polo videos about hummus. <laughs> I, I I sent I sent Robbie to the store, and on the list was hummus, and I said, but not Sabra hummus. There's Sabra. I don't Wait, like. Oh, it. we gotta get sponsors. No, never mind. Sabra's great. Sabra is great, and there are other Sabra products that I really like, but the hummus, the texture, there's something with it I don't like. And so I have, I'm a hummus snob, it's true. And I really want the garlic, um, the roasted garlic hummus from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. But I also like the Hope hummus. Mm -hmm. And so um, I I sent him off and I was like, I need hummus, but not Sabra. And um, he got to the store and he got all confused and overwhelmed by the hummus options. And so he came home with no hummus. And I realized that in the absence of hummus, I snack uncontrollably. Like yeah. hummus is like the grounding. If I've got hummus, then I can control myself. Like I can have what many, it opens up a wider range. But if I don't have any hummus, then for some reason it's like, oh, then like nothing matters. Hummus is your goat cheese. It is like, my goat I cheese. I have to have goat cheese for everything. <laughs> yes. And as long as there's goat cheese around, then I'm okay. Yes, yeah. so, exactly. Because you can dip so many things in it. Right. Well, and when I went vegan, hummus was like the bridge from cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could live without cheese if I had hummus or and guacamole. I gotcha. I can't, yeah, those would be my substitutes if I were not allowed cheese, which right. I would never not allow myself cheese. Yeah. But in the event that I yeah. switch to your lifestyle, well, I see, I, I see where you're at. So I needed hummus and I, so I, I went and I said, hey, um, I really want some hummus. I think I'm ready to go to the store. And um, we had a conversation about it. And um, and I did. I went to the store. And I was kind of sheepishly excited because that meant I got to wear my new pretty face mask. Mm. And so this is where I want to do like a little small business shout out because I do have a really pretty cute mask. Small business shout out. Woo, woo. Yes. To um, my friend's business uh, boutique here in Tallahassee called Lucky and Charmed. Mm-hmm. And my friend Liz is the proprietor. And she also um, has been making face masks. And I really loved the fit. It really fit well. Oh, that definitely matters. Yeah. I think that matters. And I will say that I saw you posted um, a link to it, mm-hmm. and they were really cute. We should yeah. put it up on the show page, too. Yeah, yeah. I will. Mm-hmm. I will. Um, and that's the reason why I wanted to give her a shout-out, because it was a mask that I wore for a decent amount of time, and I, I felt like I could breathe in it and, it, and it just stayed on really well, and I felt like it was it was it fit me, but it wasn't too tight. And I wasn't constantly having to adjust it. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's just super cute. And she's got lots of cute fabric. Mm-hmm. And so um, if anybody is in the market for a handmade face mask, um, I re- recommend Lucky and Charmed. And um, we'll put their website up. And now she does doing small batches. So it's not like you can't order a whole bunch. And, um, and then she kind of like releases when there's more available. Um, but I wanted to say, yay, Liz, um, I love your mask. So thank you for that. Okay. Okay. We have made it to... What did they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. I'm super impressed with both of us because we both 
posted a For Your Eyes Only video. We did it. And I was excited about mine. This is actually a topic that I have been sitting on for a while um, because more um, timely things came up. But this kept coming up as something I wanted to ask about. And so I decided to just ask some of our listeners. And here's the situation that led me to this being a topic. Okay. You go to get coffee. Go to get coffee. Okay. And you're at the register. Mm-hmm. And you they you um, insert your card. Yes. Now, all that has happened is you've told them what type of coffee you want. Mm-hmm. They get the coffee. They put it down in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you put your card in. They flip the screen around. And then you are asked if you want to give a tip. Yes. And here's my question. Tipping. When... Almost nothing happened. Like, you literally just took something off of one shelf and and put it on another shelf. Mm -hmm. And that opened up, like, I always say, like, I feel like a schmuck if I don't tip because I feel like I should, like, I want to be a good tipper. Mm -hmm. But I also kind of feel like, am like, is this a tippable thing? Like, where, so, and then other people have asked me about tipping, like, you know, different scenarios for tipping and like what do you tip what do you tip so i'm just really curious about tipping and I, I so i asked a great topic in my Love video it. i i speculated on what whether or not you were a good tipper i'm an excellent tipper are you yes tell me about your tip guidelines what i do you, what do you decide pretty much always tip at least 20 percent unless you are like an epic fail would yeah. you and i would tip for takeout yeah and i would tip for coffee and i would tip yeah, for, for most. I, and you know what? I had a professor in my master's program, and I didn't know. Like, uh, when we were little kids, we hardly ever went out to eat. Like, it wasn't our thing, you know? I I know my dad would always, like, go fight for the bill, like, to go, like, if we were out at a large party. You know, oh, like it, yeah. He had that very, you know, he's male gonna pay. thing to do. Yeah, he's going to. And, and I assume that my dad was a good tipper. I just, you know, presume that, you know, and that my mom was, too. But I never, I didn't know that you were supposed to tip for like takeout. I thought that you only tipped for, you know, like a sit down service meal. And I went over with a professor of mine to just a little local coffee house, you know, on an afternoon break from work when I was probably like 22 or so. And he picked up the check and he tipped. And I noticed that he tipped. And I said, why are you tipping? And he was like, because um, these people provided me a service and because I have the ability to help them, you know, in this way. And they're they're working just as hard as if they carried it out to me. And I was like, huh. And I became a really good tipper. Now, I'll tell you that in Spain, you don't tip. Right. And there's no line for tipping. And that feels really weird, you know. But they don't expect a tip. No, they don't. Sometimes I leave them a tip anyways, and they do appreciate it, you know, but it's not expected because their wages are different and their right. whole system's different, you know? I love being able to tip well. Me too. I, I just enjoy it. And if and especially if I have the means, what? You just made a face at me. I was wondering if you speculated that I was a crappy tipper. No, actually, so what I said was, I wonder if Chrissy's a good tipper. And then I said, I'll bet she is. But then I said, but she's also really thrifty. 
You think I'm thrifty? Yeah, I think oh. you're. I, I've seen you be thrifty. Thanks. I don't think I'm thrifty, but that's. Oh, cool. I said you're thrifty and good with, and um, you you manage your money. I am good with money. Yes, but I am also generous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I enjoy tipping well when I can, mm-hmm. and I just and do, and and I our listeners also do. I will tell you that I was jealous. I know I wasn't allowed to look, but you actually texted me to say, I'm getting all these comments. And that's why I knew this would be a good Friday show, too, because I'm like, she must be talking about something fun or something that people have a lot to say about. So, Well, I know that people are um, shopping, they're, they're grocery shopping mm-hmm. online and getting it delivered. And, mm-hmm. and this is actually what a conversation that I had um, with my friend Pickles, who was, I love that you have a friend in Pickles. It's never going to get old. Shout out to Pickles. Well, and we were talking about getting groceries delivered, and she's like, how much do you tip for that? And I said, well, you know, you have to be careful because sometimes there's a service charge. And when I first used Instacart, I thought that the service charge was the tip. Mm-hmm. And then later realized it wasn't the tip, and I felt terrible because I thought I had tipped the person so now if i ever use a service like that i tip in cash i've read some things about like bite squad and that bite squad's not reducing their fees during the um coronavirus thing and that they're not um they're passing a lot of the burden onto the restaurants oh Um, really yeah and it surprised me you know because we do pay a big fee but i assumed that was so that bite squad made a dime you know what i mean like i didn't know that they took from the restaurants too, you know. I have um, no idea how that how they get paid. It was an interesting article. I'll see if I can find it. Well, um, I know that um, during the the um, closures of of restaurants and small businesses, um, people are ordering takeout a lot more. And I know that my dad especially likes to give big tips, mm-hmm. and and he has has been encouraging people, you know, tip as much as you can because you know they're not making as much. Yeah, and right now sales. I do think it's extra important. Like when you yeah. were saying coffee, I was thinking like right now I'm hitting like the twenty five percent button. You right, know what I mean like and usually like I'm usually a twenty percent tipper. It is yeah. one, you know, but it's a damn cup of coffee. Do you know what I mean? Like right. my bill is five bucks. Right. I'm gonna give you five more bucks you know what I mean like I'm gonna like because you're standing here and you're working and you're putting yourself somewhat at the public risk mm-hmm. to hand me a cup of coffee yeah so we've got some comments from some of our listeners Olivia says that um she um she loves the tip and she enjoys tipping um but she says I don't feel like tipping is always necessary like in the hungry howies drive through. <laughs> Right. You know, and there is a real like fast food I would never tip, you know, like I I would never tip at McDonald's, you know. Right. Like I don't think that's tip. That's tippable. Now, I sometimes I tip Hungry Howie's with a pickup, like but not not a lot, not 20 percent. Like I'll add a buck or two. I'll know? add for if they deliver it to the house. Like, well, oh, no, I'll definitely like, add for anything for delivered. I'll add yeah. a lot for that. And I will tip. Before the service has occurred. Oh, that's interesting because Christy made a comment and she said um, she doesn't like it when she has to put the tip in before she gets the services. Sometimes I feel like if I put in a good tip before the service has occurred, then I'm going to receive better service. Well, you know, that's how the word tips came to be, to ensure prompt service. Really? That's what tips mean. Yes. Hmm. That's what tips mean. I never heard that before in my life. You used to pay a tip beforehand. Like, you know how sometimes if you go, like, if you watch, like, old movies and Mm -hmm. people are out on a date and the guy will slip the other guy a 20? I thought that was, 
I mean, yes, to get better service, but I thought it was like to get a better seat or a better table. It's or... to ensure prompt service. But you don't tip again at the end? I don't know. Maybe Because it did. seems like you would. Like if I was trying to get a good table and I hand the guy a 20, you know, or I want my car parked in the best spot or whatever, and I hand the guy a 20, I'm going to tip him at the end too. Right. Yeah. Like for sure. Well, so you have to make sure that you've always got cash because I hate getting stuck somewhere and I'm, I know that I'm expected to tip and I have no cash. I don't tip with cash. I tip on the card, which I know is. But what you if know. you're doing like an airport shuttle or a bellhop? Yeah, or then like I that. usually feel like a total asshole because exactly. I never have cash. I, and I never that have. That happens cash. to me a lot. And in fact, yesterday, not tipping, totally different. But there was a, a homeless guy out, and he looked like the coolest homeless guy ever. Like he was <laughs> super rad. He was like all tan, and he had his long hair, and he was just out there being a rock star. And I really wanted to give him money, and I really regretted that I didn't have anything to give him. Yeah. I can't hand the dude a credit card, you know? Like, <laughs> got to travel with some cash. We were traveling someplace once, and we were um, in the airport shuttle, and Robbie turned to me, and he's like, this guy's going to get a huge tip because all like I don't have any singles. And he's like, it's just going to be his his good day. Yeah, and that like that's kind of a conundrum, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's going to be like a $2 tip, do you give them a 20? Or do you just say, I'm so sorry, I don't have any cash, and feel like a total jerk? I, I want to ask producer John for his, for his input on this. How, do you have any hard and fast rules for tipping in, in different scenarios? And do you carry cash so that you can tip people? So I will say that... I am a good tipper, at least 20% or more if I'm going to tip. But I do have a, a pretty strict criteria for myself, I guess. I have to ask the question, did they provide any service to me that has elevated the experience? Okay. That's what it is. That's why when you when you go dining somewhere, I can cook chicken and vegetables at home. I go there for the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, And this goes all the way down to, uh, say, somewhere like, like your quick service restaurants where you go through the line and you just tell them what to do and they always ask for a tip right there. Did somebody, were they kind to me? Were they welcoming to me? Did they make me feel like I was getting treated better than my expectations walking in? Those all things go into my consideration on whether or not I tip somebody. Yeah. But if I see somebody that is blatantly not, doesn't give a damn about what they were doing, why do they deserve the tip? But there's also the question you guys brought it up earlier. Um, we're, are we talking pre-COVID-19 or during COVID-19 tipping? Because yeah. they're completely different they criteria. Different. I agree. Yeah, COVID has definitely changed it. I think it's definitely elevated the um, awareness that we have of people needing tips mm-hmm. or but not I, getting as many hours as they used to get. But I feel like, too, it has somewhat changed the experience as well. It has. Because when you do have an interaction, they're not in a hurry. They're not in a, you know, like, they are extra friendly because they're just happy that you're there. Like, I feel like the people who we are tipping are more grateful for us as consumers, just as we are more grateful to them as providing the service to us. So I feel like it's been a friendlier, not that it was ugly before, but I feel like it's been extra yeah. friendly. For, for both sides yeah. of the situation. Now, some people say that they um, always tip well because they used to work in food service and the wages are so low. Like you referenced in Spain, it mm-hmm. being different, um, you know, because of their, their wages or their compensation is different. Mm-hmm. And I, I have never really understood why um, servers make such a low salary. I mean, I guess it's because they're depending on tips. You know, it's like a 
But it seems like, I mean, I guess it, I guess it's one of those things where it's like the sky's the limit, where if you're really, really good at your job, then you could make a lot of money in tips. And so you would be, it's kind of like taking a, a job where you have like a low base salary and then you have possibility for commission. It's kind of like tips are like commission. It's your incentive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, 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 that goes along with if they're not trying to give me a better service, they, they should be because that's how they get their tip. They should understand. So the right. ones that don't do it, you know, it's just set up for an expectation that oh, I'm just I'm going to get tipped no matter what. Right. So I don't care. Yeah. Well, I never worked in food service. Like, yeah. I never worked in hospitality. or like, And that's maybe why I tip well, because I'm like, man, I would be terrible at this. I, 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 it would not be for me. But but I do think that I've heard that sometimes they have to share it with the kitchen or they mm-hmm. have to whatever. So I ask. Me, I've asked before. Have you? Are, yeah. are, are these mm-hmm. tips individualized or do they go to a pool and everybody shares? And I'm more inclined if it's a pool and everybody shares because they're all kind of working in it together. I'm trying to be as transparent as I can be, especially with tipping on like Uber or something like that, mm-hmm. where I'm using the app and I'm not sure what what how much of the tip they get. And I'll ask, I want to make sure that my tip gets to you. How can I how do I tip so that you get the tip? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they say, oh, don't worry about it. It's like, no, I really <laughs> want to do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then other times they say, oh, you have to check this box and, you know. And I just, well, I don't try to be like underhanded in the way that I calculate tips. I enjoy right. tipping. I expect to tip and I want to make sure that they get the tip. There are some things that I don't tip for, though, that I think that other people do. Like, like if what? we're talking about food service, yeah, I, I, I pretty much tip across the board. Take out, you know, sit down, whatever, except for like fast food. But I don't, uh, I don't tip a, uh, I don't put an envelope in a hotel room. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't either. I just, I never have. It's just never been a thing that, you know, that my family did or that I did. I don't do that. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Um, I did one time when it was like part of the protocol of where I was staying, you know, and there was like a sign that said something about tips. I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to tip. You know, it depends. If I'm like going to the Holiday Inn, I'm not I'm not tipping right. for a two night stay while I'm just using it for somewhere. But a vacation resort or something like that where say they're they're leaving things behind in your room for you, little gifts, yeah. little, little uh-huh. extra things like that. That's what I'm talking about, but they've they've elevated the experience. You know, it's funny that you say that because, like, as a kid, if we traveled and stayed in a hotel, it would be like a Holiday Inn or something, and I guess I never learned if there's a difference or that there's a difference. Like, yeah, I stay at the Four Seasons, and I still don't, I don't put anything out there either. I think sometimes with a resort, it's there are some where you have a dedicated person mm-hmm. who takes care of your room, and if you're there for a week... And it's always the same person. You start to kind of have this relationship with them. And then I would feel much more compelled to have to give you know, a tip, mm-hmm. you know, at, in appreciation, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you've been connected with that person. But if it's a nameless employee who comes and does things while you're not there and then leaves and you never see them or you never know their name or anything like, like a that concierge is different right than like yeah. a housekeeper now when i did that cruise the first cruise i've ever been on even though i've lived in florida forever um two things were interesting about the cruise to me one was that you 
you pay a tip at the end of the cruise. Like they charge you eighty dollars bills onto your account or whatever you know on the last day, and that's a tip for like everybody on board. Right. Right. The two things that struck me about this were one. What I did a lot is if I was somewhere that they were giving me great service or providing great entertainment or whatever, I would still tip. Like the piano mm-hmm. bar lady, Dizzy, I gave Dizzy 20 bucks like every night. Yeah. You know, because I spent all of my evenings in there. Mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun. It was a wonderful place to be. Yeah. Right. You know, so I would put tips in her jar. You know, she would sit at the bar. I'd put bread in her jar and say, <laughs> man, what is she doing here? You know, um, and I would tip above and beyond. Lots of other people on the ship did not tip above and beyond. This was a carnival cruise. This wasn't like a nice high-end, not that it's not nice, but that it wasn't like a high-end experience or anything. Right. The thing that really, to me, was very, very tacky, though, was people who, because you don't have to pay that tip. They automatically charge it, but you can go stand in line. Oh. And you can have them take it off your bill. No. And People would go, there were tons of people, like a line all the way around the lobby of people who were going to have it removed. Seriously? And that is total garbage. Well, not only that, but your time is worth more than right. you're going to get back. Right. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't, I think that's tacky. I think so too. You look yeah. like you had something to say. Well, I've been on a lot of cruises. Um, you can, nowadays, you can set it up that you prepay your tips beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would still also leave tips behind. Uh, but yeah, I, I, for those people on those cruise ships, they're getting paid peanuts right. to do what they do. Yeah. And they have to live there. And, and they live in a closet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they have to deal with people on vacation. Horrible people. Oh. Yeah, to me, I was like, give them more money. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. you know, I hope you're standing in line to increase your tip. I will tip more when I am taking more. Like if I'm like, for example, we have a comment from Reese who, you know, says she lives um, if they have to drive a far distance to bring something to her, then she tips more because they're probably missing out on other jobs to do that one. And she appreciates, you know, the inconvenience that that. they have. Mm -hmm. I know that I'll tip more if I am fully planning on sitting at that table and taking my sweet time and I'm going to have a long leisurely meal and i know that they could have had two or three people sitting at the table in the time that i'm sitting there mm-hmm. i take that into consideration and i factor i tip based on the amount of time that i've taken i get that and i think that have you ever been to like a working meeting at like a coffee house or you know at a little restaurant or something and it drives me nuts when other people from the working meeting don't eat at all like, oh. or, or, like, or they just get a coffee or they like, I'm like, we're using their space. Right. You, know you have I mean? to like, buy something. Like we should totally buy something. And I will say that I have switched venue before because it hasn't been a good experience. Like we used to go to this one specific little restaurant and the seating was really uncomfortable and the food was really mediocre and the price was really, really high. And I would go in and get like a full meal because we're going to be in there for like three hours doing this thing. And at the end of like our third meeting, I was like, you guys, we have to go somewhere else. Like this experience sucks. It's like if the chairs are uncomfortable to the point that I have to stand half the time, you right. know, like stretch in the middle of the of the place. I'm like, I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah. I don't want to keep spending twenty five dollars right. for like a you know, to go to my lunch. own meeting. Yeah, to go to my meeting. You know, like, I'm like, we have to go somewhere else. And we switched to somewhere else, and it was lovely and fantastic. And I don't mind spending $25 for my meeting if it's $25 of worth it, you know? Yeah. 
Well, here's a category of tipping that I think women have to tip more than men do sometimes because this For is different services. You right. Mean? Because yeah. what about like salon services? Yeah, I tip my regular 20 percent, you know, or like I actually think I tip better for my kids' haircuts maybe than my own percentage-wise because when I go in there, you know, I'm going to spend between 60 and 80 bucks or whatever, you know, and then I'm going to put, a, you know, at least 20% tip on top of that. But when my kids get a haircut, kids are wiggly and kids are wild <laughs> and kids are maybe a pain in the ass to cut their hair. And it's not just the super quick, like it's like, I don't want it that... But, and then mom stands there and goes, well, a little shorter on Micro the top. Micromanages it. Yeah, exactly. And so for those kids' cuts, which are like, what, 12 bucks or something, you right. know, if you cut my son's hair and you charge me 12 bucks, I am definitely going to give you $20, like at least. Well, I looked up to see what Emily Post has to say about tipping. And she says that 15 to 20% for hairstylists, manicurists, and massage. Um, and But she doesn't weigh in on a tip that um, we also had a comment about from Edith who wonders what the appropriate tip is for bikini wax well as you know I had lasers shot into my vagina so I don't have any hair (laughs) there Um, (laughs) that's how they do it yeah how much did you tip for that laser hair removal (laughs) you don't tip it costs a fortune Um, but yeah that's I'm part of the dolphin club. I got no hair anywhere. No underarm hair, no leg hair. So I don't know about the bikini wax. Can't help her out there. I think it would be the same as like a hair, like a, like 20%, 20 to 25%. Seems right. Yeah, seems right. For any other type of, like what you would do at a nail salon, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for um, for anything like that. Um, and then the full bill versus pre-tax question. Do you tip on? Absolutely full bill. <laughs> and it may, like, Me my... Too. my there used to be someone in my life who took off, you know, for tax, took off for alcohol. What? Yeah. And they still have to. Yeah. Terrible. Like, it's a full bill. It's full bill. Yeah. It's full bill all day. Number one, that's just right. Number two, it's easier math. Yeah. That's that's the thing for me. Right. That's Easy how math. I learned to tip was just, um, like, move the decimal and double it. Right, exactly. That's, that's, how what I, I, exactly that's what I do, I too. And I'll just round up, too. Yeah. Like, if it's like... Me, too. If it's like, you know, 23 or whatever, I'm like, ah, oh, it seems like six, you know? Well, I'm curious to know um, how everybody tips, and I hope that we've answered all of your tipping questions today. <laughs> I think we got to everybody's question. Um, I have and, one. Oh, yeah, what Ooh. is it? I have one. Okay. Because you guys know I, I was a musician for a lot of years. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. We, we've survived on on tips a lot of the time. Yeah. It's all a different a category. Mm-hmm. So what criteria for a live band would you determine that you tip or you don't tip? Oh, I, gosh. I tip if I'm enjoying it. Um, and I tip... See, I think that musicians... I'm a musician, too, so I'm with you. Um, it's hard when you're like the background noise. You know, like people are having their own conversation. Like sometimes it's not always like in a restaurant setting, for example, you know, like you're not the main thing, you know, but if you're providing a level of entertainment and if you're providing engagement and something for us to look at, you know, like a lot of times it's it's almost personality based for me with tipping for music, which Mm -hmm. good, bad and different, you know, I get that. 
I think it would depend also on, um, well, I would probably take into consideration different factors. You know, I would assume that the band is being paid, but you can't always assume that because sometimes they work for exposure or, you know, for other reasons. I mean, there's plenty of ways that people get compensated for things. I can tell you it's never a musician's decision to work for exposure. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, so I assume that they have charged a fee to be there performing and that they're getting paid. Now, there are some places like where it is just background noise and they're just kind of there doing something that's really just for for atmosphere. And then there's other times when they are the main act. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are really they're playing to the crowd. They're you know, they're they've got, you know, transitions. They've got gimmicks. You know, they've got a show. Well, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and I think that. Because you've been, you have gone and been entertained, and if they are going to special effort to make you smile and help you have a good time and entertain you and and share their gifts with you, then absolutely. And and I try to make sure that I have, um, you know, like enough bills that I can. I like to be able to give like some to my kids and let them go and my have the kids, experience. I was of actually tipping. I was just gonna say my kids, nothing thrills them more than to tip like a street performer. Yes, you know, like to to show appreciation for somebody who has entertained you in some way. You know, yeah. like they love, love, love. Even like when we're in Europe, you know, just a handful of euros that they can as yep. we as we cross a bridge and there's different things set up that they can you know, you know that they can dish that out a little bit yeah kids love that and i I love that for them because i want them because you know being a musician too appreciation for the arts is very very important to me and it's very important that you know my kids yeah appreciate that too you know i try to make sure that my kids have um i i try to have singles available for them to be able to tip people um you know like street performers and Mm -hmm. and artists in different places and then also to put in the offering plate at church you know i want them Mm -hmm. to have the experience of putting you know of taking money and and giving it to somebody right Mm -hmm. um a lot of times like especially if you can do requests and stuff you know like you give them you give them your request with a 20 or something you know like it's just the right way to do it i think it i think it is too it It also makes the musicians feel like they're uh more uh, have, be more successful entertaining you and then in return from experience I could speak on it makes you more excited to be there rather than you have this dull crowd that's not interested in right. you and you're not mm-hmm. getting tips so tip the musicians tip people I always feel like uh, like I talk to musicians a lot on their breaks and stuff too like I mean obviously tipping is important you know and, and financial gain is, is why we're there but I we go out of our way to like tell people that we appreciate their art too, you know, and if I, and if I didn't have cash, you know, maybe you send a round of drinks or, you know, whatever, right. like, so it, in some way showing, you know, like we really appreciate you. Yeah. you know? We hear you. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will always tip any band that can play Love Shack. <laughs> Cause that's my dad's favorite song. Yeah. And I will always, always request Love Shack. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be my favorite uh, person to play to, but. uh. (laughs) Well, guys, then that means we have some. Don't forget your homework. When you go out in your custom cloth face mask or picking up food or receiving a delivery or anything where somebody is sharing their gift with you, tip well, tip as much as you can. Because remember, we're all in this together, and um, 
if you've got it, you got to give it, you know, you got to mm-hmm. just share as much as you can. And that's your homework for um, for this week. When you share go out, the love. share the love. When you go out into the world, when you um, interact with people this weekend, tip as much as you can. Um, and remember that, you know, you reap what you sow, you know, put out as much positive as you can and it's going to come back threefold. So. Um, We definitely want you guys to have an awesome weekend. And if you are in the tip collecting business, we hope you get big tips. Yeah. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time. Bye.